Pro Wrestling Viewpoint with Mike Shea. May the fourth be with you, Mr. Shea. Learn we will. <laughs> Train we must. <laughs> Talk we must. Yes. Teach you we will. Uh, Opinion we will have. <laughs> uh, that's right. I will cut all that out. <laughs> well, good evening, everyone. Uh, we're here with our weekly podcast. Uh, we'll start off the week talking about the WWE. They had their Q1 call, and uh, Triple H was uh, joined by Mr. Nick Khan. They were talking about the uh, the fact that Endeavor has uh, advised that they will not be interfering with creative. Uh, Thank God. Well, we we can hope that's going to be the case. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, they still own overall so they could technically say yeah we don't like that angle you're going to change that well the good part of that in my opinion is if Vince gets a little cray cray he can go hey Vince no we like that we're going to do that and he can stomp his feet and everything and do whatever he wants and I'm going to go home go that's right at the end of the day somebody else has got the magic stop button (laughs) not Vince yep and hopefully they will use it with quite uh Liberal discretion when it comes to his uh, out-of-date um, ideas. You know, he's long past. I think the uh, um, the good ideas for for drawing because we saw what he was like before. You know, he stepped away. He get, you know? he gets stuck on something and he wants to just stay with it. He's like Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys. It's like Tony Romo. He's our guy. He's going to be our guy. He's going to be our, okay. Tony Romo sucks at this point. He threw an interception that went off of Jay Novacek's foot. Uh, or uh, not, Jane Ovechek. Um, <laughs> they're they're uh, tight end, and I can't remember his name. Hit his foot, came up, went into the New York Giants' hands, and they ran for a touchdown. Nobody could do that, and they stuck with him. That's like Fitz well, McMahon. Now they've got Dak Prescott. Well, he's at least, <laughs> he, uh, you know what? He's better. He he's better than than Tony Romo. Marginally. <laughs> so Marginally. God, you know, um, they had uh, he gets stuck on something, wants to stay with it. I'm not. I don't understand. Like sometimes. When he wants to, and the constant changes. If I was the writing crew, I would have probably killed McMahon by now. Yeah. It was like two hours or three, four hours before a show, he's tearing up a, a script and going, you know, uh, 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 change it. I want it all fixed. It's like changed. I want this. Well, we've been working on this and we gave this to you a month ago, and you want to change now? Or hell, when they're writing live broadcast. You know, yeah. Yelling in the, in the announcer's ears to try and change the way something's being presented. Say right? this, say this, or go into the refs here and tell, tell them to do this. Man, you, you can't run a promotion like that. No. You know, and that's a, this is a world-class and world-renowned, world-viewed product. That's pure chaos. Yeah. And somebody was saying there's pure chaos and morale's gone to kind of crap. Like, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Mm-hmm. The numbers are up. The sales are up. Mm-hmm. Merch sale, everything's up. TV's up. And when a time where most TVs going down they've gone up um, so my question is if, if why mess with it well exactly and Triple H knows his shit let's be serious look he did fantastic with the golden and black brand of NXT with what he had right that was that became must-see TV for the the period that he was managing that until trip until uh, uh, Vince McMahon decided to kibosh the whole thing right? and, and the thing is with with the NXT thing it was like a farm team. He kept win- winning with a farm team. They'd take their top guys, he'd create new. Take top guys, create new. He's constantly keeping them, t- keeping guys That's right. next ready to go. 
where yeah. Vince McMahon, how, like for the last how many years? What, you had Roman Reigns, Randy Orton, John Cena, and a few others, but top guys and guys that could go into that position. When was the last like last time? Now, if you take a look at since Triple H has taken over, mm-hmm. Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Cody Rhodes, Randy Gunther. Orton, come back, Riddle. What's that? Gunther. Go, uh, Gunther is. I love that guy. He's yeah. awesome. Um, Seth Rollins. Yep. Like, they can just take a pick and be like, uh, you. And they and it, it could work. That's right. Absolutely can. You know, they're, they're touting the success of the uh, of WrestleMania 39, the Royal Rumble 2023, and the Elimination Chamber. The TV ratings for SmackDown and Raw are, are bucking the declining TV trends. Uh, they've seen an increase in the demographics from 18 to 49 year olds, and it's the highest uh, time spent viewing. Uh, rates ever. Um, they're seeing numbers for Raw of being uh, from the first, uh, for the three hours, they're at 40%, and for SmackDown, they're at 35% for the two hours. So that's pretty decent. Yeah. And people always complain about the, the fact that the product isn't doing so well. Well, apparently it is because it's bucking the trend when it comes to national TV numbers, right? So, you know, hopefully with the, uh, the, addition of uh, oversight on Mr. McMahon now that he's back they'll have uh, even stronger numbers because that will be just confidence in mm-hmm. the roster being right behind Triple H right so well that and the thing is you can't kill the morale away with this they gotta keep keep that dog on a leash you know what I mean sorry my dog's here sorry murder dog um, <laughs> but yeah they gotta keep uh, McMahon in check um, you know like we said before uh the guy who runs Endeavor, they have a little bit of a history, him and McMahon, so they know what he's do- they're doing. McMahon, when it comes to the business side of things, absolutely, you can keep doing that. Stay out of creative, but, you know, but don't, like, you know, do the streaming deals, do the rights deals, and all that kind of thing. I mean, he revolutionized the business when it came to that. You know, and that's fine, but stay away from the creative. Don't kill the morale. Yeah. You know, it, it's that, it's a key when you have a company. Well, I was, I was actually surprised when, when uh, I saw those numbers. Uh, for Raw to have 72 of the 180 hour, 180 minutes. Yeah. That's pretty impressive, considering the fatigue you get by the time you hit that third hour. Yeah. Right? And with only the two hours, you're only getting 42% of the 120. Now, is it be- because of it being on Friday and Monday nights that you're seeing this slight disparity of 5%? You don't know. Yeah. You know, what if they did go back to two hours, right? I, th- I think two hours would be good for them because it drags out a little bit but I mean also people stream and like you said it's Friday night mm-hmm. you know and their demographic that they you know the 18 to 39 49 49 demographic um, you know the a lot of the, those guys that'll drop off because from that 18 to what 29 they're they're probably doing other things and you know this is the thing the cables have you know we, we've talked I think we've talked about it. I know me and uh Igor talked about uh, this as well when it comes to cutting the cable. A lot of people now cut the cable. Like I don't, I don't have cable. I'm I haven't not, had cable in over a decade now. Yeah, me, me as well because I'm not, I'm not paying to watch that. No. Like, you know, like Pink Floyd said, what three hundred channels of shit on the TV to choose from? Well, yeah, you know, and Absolutely. and I mean, I, I'm, I've got the sites that I go to to watch it. And guess what? I can go the next day. I don't have to put up with the commercials. I don't have to put up with the crap. I can just go and take a look and see what's what what's going on. And um, and you know, it comes down to uh, 
it's easier it's streaming it's what people do kids are tech savvy you know they can say the younger numbers down are the younger numbers really down or they're like yeah, i'm not gonna watch this now i'm gonna watch it tomorrow and three quarters of the time because i don't have to watch the commercials well one of the things that people talk about is that the lack of attention right yeah so you've got TikTok, right the biggest trend with TikTok is you have to grab their attention within five seconds or you've lost them yeah right so same thing with the tv program if you're not engaging them in the first few minutes of them being uh, engaged yeah. as a wrestling fan you've lost them yeah right? you, you got to be telling that story it's not just matches and that's the difference that you see when it comes to aew and the drop-off that they got lots of times their their show it'll start out with he starts it with a bang after the Big Bang Theory, mm -hmm. they come in with high numbers. Jim Cornette went through the numbers, and that's some of the stuff I sent you. Was that was Jim Cornette's numbers that he, you know, him and Brian Lass went through, and it, it, they come in with Big Bang numbers. Now there's something going on because they haven't been coming in as high numbers, but by the end of the show, they're at yeah, next. Dropped. To, they've dropped a ton, yeah. you know. And I think on the, like something I sent you when it went from Cargill and Valkyrie to. Uh, it was um, Takeshka and Kenny Omega versus Butcher and Blade. It dropped off how many thousand? Mm -hmm. Like, you've got the numbers there, I think. But, I mean, it, it dropped off tremendously. But there's a reason, because it's the way you book the show and the way you tell the story of the show. Yes. You Absolutely. Know? Well, we'll get to AEW shortly. Yeah. Um, but with regards to the, the Q1 numbers, uh, they were talking about doing more events, right? More international events. Um, being able to uh, tout the fact that they're going to have two Saudi shows this year. Yeah. Um, with this one coming up on May 27th. And it's it's gonna, more, they were doing one a year, were they not? Before? They were doing one a year. And I think, actually, last year they might have done two. More money, more money. Right? Absolutely. Because what are they paying per, sh per show? Oh, is it a sick number? Yeah. A sick number. But I think it ended up being a billion dollars over so many years. Well, yeah, it so was like it, 200 and something thousand, 200 something million. Million, million a show. And it's like. Yeah. that's tremendous I mean because they brought in what 21 million jet for mania was what they brought in they're getting like 200 million from the Saudis just to have for the show. one show exactly no, that's the reason why they're not turning it down no why would you you know money's money at the end of the day you know politics aside you know uh, no matter what anybody says there's money to be made you're gonna make it you're gonna take it right so unless you're yeah. doing something illegal go for it because at the end of the day People are going to do what is best for business. We get when it comes to the Saudis and all this stuff. I get it. We're not going to talk politics here. God no. But when it comes down to if these guys are so bad, I don't know. I, I haven't seen any sanctions against them, against them from the UN. Have you? Oh, please. That, but, there, there's another topic you don't want to get into either. But you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. so just, they're taking their money. The fans in Saudi Arabia mm -hmm. are getting accustomed to maybe more North American life and seeing how things... You know, they're putting great shows. It's wrestling. Yes. And they're entertaining Saudi fans. Let's not condemn everybody for no. gov certain governments. So. No, you, but, can't, you can't control that. Yeah. But, but it's good to see, you know, the women getting their, their opportunities to be able to be showcased out there. Hopefully, you know, They're doing building. the Queen of the Ring over there, too, yes. are they not? Yeah. yeah, they're doing the Queen. Well, Knight of Champions. I'm not sure if they're still living as Queen of the Ring for the, the, the other. They named it. But it's the Knight of, of Champions be because they introduced the new WWE title. That will be for WWE Raw. Let me ask you, does it come across as a consolation prize? Yes, it does. Completely. Like, I love the belt because, you know what? It's uh, the big gold yes. and the old Backland Graham Bruno belt. 
got together and had a prodigal child, <laughs> and that's it. And I love the belt. I saw it. I thought, oh, this is yes. this looks good. Oh, a lot of people are like, oh, that's the shits. It's terrible. But I'm like, I like the belt. It had old it school, wonderful. new school. It's unique. At least it's not a big scratch W. Okay. And it give it has some character to it. But then I'm like, okay, hang on. So we're having another world champion again. But isn't that what Roman Reigns and yeah. had already done the Universal and the like? There well, needs to be one world champion. I understand why they're doing it. They're they're going after the Hogan run and whoever else they're going to try and get that run after. But you can't rewrite history. Yeah. You know, as much as you can do this, and sure you can probably do that with with Gunther and the IC title to take it away from uh, Honky Tonk Man. You know, every t every title reign or, or record is always meant to be broken, right? Yeah. But there's a point at which you have to be careful that you're not <clears throat> watering down your talent pool because of that, right? Yeah. If you're putting Roman Reigns at that high echelon, nobody will ever beat him. Yeah, and, right? and, and you make, you've already set out with a negative connotation to this belt. Yes. It's the consolation. So, yeah, I mean, so who's going to get it? Is, is it going to be Drew McIntyre? Because there's rumblings that he's dis, uh, disheartened with his position within the company and his contract's due to expire. Yep. Right. Is, is it going to be Finn Balor? Is it going to be Cody? Or Cody's gone to is still on. No, Cody's still on Raw. On Raw, right? So he mm -hmm. can get it. Uh, you know, there's a number of guys, but to me, I just I look at it and I think to myself, it uh, comes across as to me, it comes across as a consolation prize. Yeah. And I mean, you, there should be one world champion, mm -hmm. like the Brunos, like you know, all these guys. They, there shouldn't be a world champion, a universal champion, a galactic champion, a, the the alternate universe champion, the, I don't, like, hang on, are we doing Avengers wrestling here too? That's because right. we, can, we can have Thanos, oh God. Thanos, <laughs> uh, you know, snap, snap his fingers and change everything. That's maybe. right. Uh, but it, no, it's if, like, if what? it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Take it back to the day where you had your two titles plus your tags, right? Yeah. Your Intercontinental, which is your mid-card champion, and then you have your world champion. Well, you can right? even throw the you, you got the U.S. champion, so put him on the one show. Yeah, absolutely. And then have go, Gunther on Raw, and, and then, then you that's get him, what they did, then, right? Then you have the world champion. Yeah, that can go either for, back or forth to either to yeah. either either one. You know, I mean, I mean, Raw's going to suffer without the bloodline angle. Well, uh, what they should have done was they should have just taken the one title off of Roman and said, "We can't have this." Right, you could have done whatever angle you wanted. Right, take the one title that really doesn't matter. Right, because at the end of the day, it's about the total number of days as a champion. Right, not total days as a combined champion, as an undisputed champion. Yeah, it's about that one title ring. So let that go. Say, you know what? Uh, have Sami Zayn cost him. Right, you know, they're gonna break up the bloodline eventually. You can already see it the way they're, they're working with Sokoa. Um, but at the end of the day make it worth the while in in paying attention to this program not all of a sudden oh now you've got either cody or drew winning this title as a consolation prize for not being able to beat roman reigns yeah and you know that's the thing and i blame stephanie mcmahon because vince made the universal title for her <laughs> when she was over mm -hmm. on raw and she was the uh gm remember yeah <laughs> i'm saying that facetiously but it's still ridiculous <laughs> it's like come on it's like you don't need two champions. Like, it was a dumb idea then, and it's a dumb idea now. I hated it. You have to have one champion. Like, back in the day, man, Ric Flair, Harley Race. Um, That's right. Jack Briscoe, the Funk Brothers, Gene Kaniski, Luthes. They went around territory, 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 defending. So you can have them do certain angles and, you know, get some real writers. 
bring in real writers, mm-hmm. not sitcom writers, not whatever they got there, and write for wrestling, where yes. they go back and they can go to different. He can go to Raw, SmackDown, to whatever, to whatever, and you know you can use angles on the other show to work an angle if he's going to drop the title on Raw. Because he can get hurt on, like they did back, back what was it, uh, back in the set, when, when Harley Race won the title from Terry Funk, 30, mm-hmm. what, six, how many, God, 40 years ago or whatever now, <laughs> when when Terry Funk beat, or sorry, lost to Harley Race. Yeah. They, when, before they showed that, I think they showed a clip from Florida where he had been injured, had his knee injured in Florida, uh, Terry Funk had, mm-hmm. and he lost to Harley Race in, Tor- in Toronto, but they used the angle going from Florida to make it all work it was one it was one of the briscoes that hurt him sure and so it all made sense so you can do that kind of thing if, if you know wrestling well that's, you know you, you want to make sure you have continuity and at the end of the day you want to have if you're going to have a world title so that you got your world singles title and your world tag title same thing with women's right there should be a, a mid-card women's as well right so your tag champs and your your uh, single champ goes back and forth between brands Right, yeah. you have your intercontinental title on one show, U.S. title on the other, and you call it a day. Right? If you could, could, you in my, I was thinking about this the other day. They only have one tag champ. Mm-hmm. So have so have the world cha- women's world champion, women's secondary champ, mm-hmm. and women's tag champ, and have them go back both brands. They don't have as many women, right? Yeah. So have, is that what you're thinking? The same thing is both back back and forth, right? Yeah. Because you can have the something going on with one title in there and two in the other side that's right and, and i mean it could they can do so much and it would make the women's division so much better well they they do have a depth of women the problem is they don't have the programs for the women yeah and that that's a very weak area in, in their programming right because a lot of people still view it as the washroom break right mm-hmm. the it we're doing it because we want to make sure that they're quote-unquote represented <clears throat> versus no you're a valued member of the team you know yeah why they had Hall of Famer Trish Stratus as one of the people drafted boggles my mind. Same thing with Edge, right? Yeah. When we talk about the, the draft, you have these names that are on the free agent list. Yeah. Why the hell is Von Wagner on the free agent list? Who? Exactly. NXT. Oh. Right? I can understand uh, Osmo and Brock. Uh, Osmo and uh, Brock. Well, Omos and Brock. Yeah, oh, Omos and Brock. Yeah, you uh, can. Had Osmos the other yeah, night. Yeah, Osmos is, yes. But you, uh, yeah, with Brock Lesnar and Omos being the um, free agents, I can understand that. But Von Wagner, he hasn't done anything real on either brand. Yeah, and, and there's no, the thing is with him though, drafted. there's nothing preventing him from being drafted. That's Brock right. said it, it, they made it makes sense when they said Brock negotiated the contract that he is a free agent. Made sense. Omos should be on a brand. Mm -hmm. And you know what? And make it, now that we're on that, I have so (laughs) many things to say about that split. Because because the way they were doing it, you you can work it in where there's trades and things like that. But also, who was randomly making these picks? Because you had Adam Pearce, which you should have been taking one side. Then apparently they're going to Institute another uh, GM, right. so that you're putting the man, the, the cart's way the hell up there, and the horse is dragging its ass over this way because you should have done that first, and then you could have had it where the because oh, what, were these legends making the picks, or are they the ones just decided I want that guy? Like who is who is constituting what these picks would be? 
Well, if that's the case. Uh, it's um, just frustrating. <laughs> I watched, I was Eric, like, Eric Bischoff should have been making some of the best picks then, you know, with controversy. Right? Yeah. He should have easily taken, um, if he was doing for Raw, should have taken the uh, Uso brothers. Right? Yeah. Break up the, uh, well, not officially breaking them up, putting them over there and, yeah. you know, have the, the commentary be, oh, well, Roman wasn't happy with them, so he didn't fight for them. Right? Yeah, there were so many different ways of being able to sell that. And did you right? see that some of them, the whole group was the taken, group, yeah. and then other, no then, and then other ones. Oh no, no, that's separate. Well, New Day was drafted without um, Big E. Now, I know Big E's out injured, and there's not no telling when he's going to return. But why wasn't he part of the group? Yeah, right. Like, why were all full groups? You know, Solo Sokoa. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, was not part of quote unquote. Well, the bloodline is a loosely built group. Yeah, that you, that doesn't quite work in the they, draft. But they took right? the, they took Sheamus and the Brutes. Yeah, exactly. all in one. But then the bloodline's separate. It's like yeah, and Imperium one is one. But it's like then anybody else would have said, well, we want to go as a group then. And then damage I mean, control went all as a group, which yeah, made no right, sense. Right. And then so, in reality, if you Unless you're going to work an angle out of it, they could feasibly sue you and saying, "Well, you took these groups, but you didn't." Like, make it yeah. base it on realism. Don't insult the fans' intelligence because we can't be the only ones saying that. No. And it's like the fact that they did not make it clear as to what this free agent status is. Right. So my dog wants to play pull a rope with me during. <laughs> the, the, only, the only time he, she lightens up is when you come over. But go ahead. That's so, right. <laughs> No, but if they, that's always been one of the big problems they've always had with the draft, is that they come up with these cockamimi, um, after the fact trades or yeah. discussions or movements that make no sense, and it's because they didn't have a proper plan to begin with yes. for these other players, right? Yeah. Um, it's, it's really short sighted because they real they really should do is have a group for the mid carters, a group for the top, and an, a third group for whatever other you want to look at, whether it's tag team, women's. It, However you want to t discuss it and break it out, yeah. right? Have that as a focus because that way you have consistency, well, right? Well, figure, figure it out. I mean, they've got too many guys, obviously, because they don't know what to do with half of them. And it's like, you know, I mean, I guess you got to keep some around, but open some territories then. Like, different areas. Open up a Canadian NXT or something. I don't know. Like, figure something. Like, they're going to keep going to do the UK NXT, which, or they did the... Did, they did the UK, so yes. they closed that open NXT Europe, Europe. Yes. and then that's been held off with all the stuff that's been going on. So hopefully they'll do that soon and get something going again over there. I mean, because really, let's take a look at Europe. It's a hot market, honestly. That's never been. Um, oh no, it's never been properly. That's not focused addressed. on enough, you know. No, not at all. You know, I mean, it's it's like when wrestling they go to Australia, they sell the play. You could put them in anything and they'll sell it out because they're so start like I mean, all that all stars or whatever went down there and they sold out and I mean you, you know you bring names down there you can make some money and uh, but I mean you can have you got enough talent to spread them out to different areas and make money. Oh, definitely. So. And you could easily, as we always talked about, you could run seasons, right? Yeah. Your off season could be being in Europe, right, where where you're not having as much. Uh, work time, right? You're, you're bringing the name in more as a an ability to be able to draw, right? Yeah. They may be just doing an interview segment, maybe doing press, whatever, right? Yeah. But it allows them to be able to recharge their bodies, but also help build the awareness of the product. Well, do something right? because you should. You know, you can you can have enough to 
spread it out so the same guys are not wrestling every week mm-hmm. like the long matches like i mean i see some matches on it's like oh god this match is still going not so bad with wwe honestly no they've I got mean, they've got that 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 sweet spot and they know it especially with everything that, that vince have been doing for the last decade of having short crap matches and the dusty finishes or just matches that didn't make us make sense at all yeah right they've got that sweet spot that is being done probably 80 to 90 percent of the time yeah well you know what i'll go back to al snow we had him in for a show back in 2006 seven and he said a wrestling show is like sex there's only one orgasm and that's at the end (laughs) so sorry for getting graphic but Uh like aew and at the that beginning they sometimes they'll have a 30 minute match to start out yep and they're like okay well I'm done. Like we've seen, because they've hit everything. That's right. They've done everything they possibly do. Where I mean, like you said, WWE has that build, 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 build. You know, it can be a good match at first. Like we've seen good guys like mm-hmm. Eli Drake and whoever in the opening match, but they don't. We need to go. You know, 29 minutes and and it's like no, you're gonna do 14. You're gonna do this, and then it gives you enough to make you want to watch more, but doesn't where take okay. everything away from everybody else after. Mm-hmm. You know, by the end, but because feasibly by the end of the show, then these guys are killing themselves to, to, get, to keep the fans because you burned them out. Well, exactly, and you might so. as well work with them because they, they, they want to. They want to be out there. They mm-hmm. want to see their merch levels rise. Yeah. So if you're able to, to spread them out and get them <clears throat> visibility both in in North America and 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 Europe, you know they're going to be much happier. They're not well, going to be looking to go anywhere else. Speaking of merch, LWO has uh, the top merch going on apparently. Yes. Just a side note to bring no, in there. No, but uh, it goes back to what well, we actually were going to bring that up anyways, was the, uh, because of the attendance numbers and that, we're also seeing the product revenues, which has increased $7 million over Q1 of last year. Oh, right? there you go. So with the um, deals they made with the Fanatics to handle their in-venue merchandise. Oh, yeah, we were talking about that last week, weren't we, or the week before? Mm-hmm. And the addition of the company's uh, e-commerce, uh, WE Shop platform, and uh, the company also taking a uh, an approach to localizing their merchandise, right? So when you're seeing them here in, in Kitchener, Ontario, you're going to see a, you know, a, run, a, a run of shirts that are you know are, are specific for that area Kevin Owens because people are going to want to have it because yeah. they were there. Right? Yeah, that, those local guys. You want those. You know what you're pushing to, and you need to have not just having everything. You need to know well, they're going to sell out in Canada, like when they're in Montreal and Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Look at all the Sami Zayn stuff they sold out. Yep. You know, and they know that. And it's like, sometimes you've got to have people running the ship that really know what they're doing, and Fanatic seems to know what they're doing. So, yeah. Absolutely. All right, moving over to AEW. Yeah, kind of got, si- got sidetracked, <laughs> but we digressed and back, went right. back to WWE. Uh, our buddy, uh, Mr. Tony Khan, is uh, touting success. I think we're up to now 50,000 seats have been sold for... Um, the Wembley event $6.3 million apparently or $6.4 million six and change which is six times more than their most show with the most revenue uh, ticket sale wise so they beat that by six times already it'll be interesting to see how many of that is bot traffic how many of that is scalper traffic and how many of that is connections to the cons they're just going to give it away. Well, apparently they had it where I was reading some people from the UK were saying you could only buy six tickets. 
Mm-hmm. So it made it harder for scalpers to... Ah, you can write a script and have a, a robot do that, no problem. I'm just saying it's, it, yes. it, it made it harder than work sure. lots of times. But money's money. And you know what? They're going to they're gonna have 50,000 people there no matter what because those scalpers are going to get rid of those tickets. Mm-hmm. And there's always some that you give away. Of course. And so, you know, I mean, congratulations to them. They're do- they seem to be doing well. They jumped, they jumped into a market both with both feet. And I mean, they have, they have the background over there with the foam soccer club, footy club, as it were. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that kind of thing. But I mean, apparently, I mean, they're, they've been advertising at the, um, premier league games, Yep. but that's about it. There hasn't been a lot of general advertisement, like to the general, general public, like, the hardcore fans are going to know, but you want to get maybe some of those people over there that are old wrestling fans to be like, hey, let's, what's that all about? Well, At least to even watch the product. Oh, and that's the, the whole problem that we've always had with Tony Khan, right? Is that it, it's fine that you have a wrestling product, right? There's no, no ill will about having it. It's the fact that you, you're not building. You're not trying to grab the casual thing. You're not trying to grab outside of your niche. Yeah. Right. And so, how on earth are you ever going to expand? And that's why I said I'm, I'm curious to see how many of these people are actually fans, right? Versus lucky lose to see what this is all about, right? Yeah. Okay. That's fine. That's the money. That's fine. Uh, but when it comes down to you want to be able to build on this audience, you want to build on the success going forward, right? Or is this just a one and done, mm-hmm. right? Is this their WrestleMania moment? Yeah. Right. Now, not obviously financially wise, because we know the cons are flush with money and there's no problem there. Yeah. But from a a standpoint of success and Ad- growth, advancing the product, exactly. And exactly. Is this their time to say we are a legitimate contender, or no, we're just going to be happy to be number two and that's it? Sometimes with them, it's like driving down the road with a new driver and they're looking right over the hood. You need to be looking a couple a block or so up, see what's coming, and plan for that. And mm-hmm. and when they do that, they've got you know when when they're doing this, they should be getting new fans in Europe because that is and to sell more TV rights or whatever else they're going to do, get more viewers, yeah. which means more money. I mean, it's you know, Pony Con. I mean, he's been doing well. I mean, he's took something in five years and made it something. I mean, I give the guy credit. I mean, made some mistakes for sure, uh, you know. But I mean, because he's too nice of a guy. That's what people all say. But he's like, well, he's too nice. No, I think he's more naive than nice, because he's here's a perfect example, right? So you have Dave Meltzer tweeting out about the the success of the sales, right? Yeah. And then you have Mike Copinger uh, getting on and uh, saying that it's only scale for a certain amount, right? Yeah, for forty giving forty thousand or something. Giving like that? giving his opinion. Based on whatever the, the, the he, ring was set up, I'm doing the, the quotation marks. Fury. Hang on, heard yes. because the Tyson Fury show yes. was ninety four thousand, mm-hmm. and then he's trying to say that this is set up for for forty thousand. And I'm doing the quotation because he heard. That's Who right. the hell did you hear this from? But regardless of that, the fact that, that Tony... guy anno- the guy annoys me because he's an ESPN <laughs> quote unquote journalist. This is why I hate oh, mainstream I journalism. So, but. He's a he's a journalist, and he couldn't pick up the goddamn phone and go, "Hi, Wembley. Yeah, what is the seating set up for this uh, AEW show? How many seats are going to be available?" Yes. You know, I'm I'm thinking it's a minimum seventy five thousand. I looked, I saw the chart. 
depending on what the breakdown is for the entrance wave, which is coming off to the side. Mm-hmm. But I mean, forty. 000, why would you? Why would you get rent an arena for half a million dollars? Well, exactly. For four, forty thousand people, like well, yeah. and we all, all well, right now we know that it's more than forty thousand people because of four forty-seven today. They sold fifty thousand tickets. Sorry, I digress. Go ahead. No, I got on a tangent because that that guy drove me nuts. That ESPN no, guy. But, it, but it's also Tony Khan also drives us nuts too because he replied. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he talked about credibility. He talked about being legitimate, and then he talked about this being lies and what a load of crap. If you want to be Vince McMahon, if you want to be Dana White, who these guys who have built their business and built a juggernaut. You can't be getting to the weeds with this nonsense. Well, that's the thing. Dana, right? This is the thing. Dana White might have responded a little bit, but he would have cut him off and shut, short, made it short and sweet, and that was it, without yes. going to that se- second yes. tweet that he did. Vince McMahon would have ignored him because he doesn't give a shit. Exactly. And that's he, what he he, he'd do. be controlling his team. Let's get more tickets out there. We need to focus on this advertising. We need to... Like, Vince McMahon would never respond to any of this. No. You know, he doesn't give it time of day. You know, what, you know what they say, you know, lions don't listen to the opinions of sheep. The Coppinger sure. guy. Who the hell is he? Exactly. He's an ESPN boxing. He's not even a wrestling guy. So it's like, you know, I, I mean, I can see where he's coming from because I've got a little, but it would have been a short and sweet tweet back saying, we have it set up for this amount. So I don't know what you're talking about. Who did you hear this from? Because it's not wrong. If you want any more information, you can contact me. Yeah. But I mean, it's not hard to, t- to, to check this out. All you've got to do is call Wembley and they would have told you what the seating was set up for. And if they don't know, they would find out very quickly and let you know. That's but right. most times they have the chart and it'll tell you how many tickets are left. So they would tell you it's 90, I think the Fury Foot was 92,000. Mm-hmm. So 92 or 94,000 or whatever that was. Yep. They'd say, well, we're set up for 94,000. I mean, and I mean, Stevie Wonder could have been on the computer looking at the goddamn seating chart <laughs> and knowing that it was more than 40,000 people. Like, come yeah. on, man. It's yeah. like, you know, it, it's just, I, that kind of stuff bugs me because this guy's a journalist. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but you're right about Tony Khan. He has to not let these guys get to him. They're nobodies. Yeah. And like I said, lions don't listen to the opinions of sheep. That's right. He just needs to keep himself separated. Same thing, he needs to keep himself separated from the roster because the... Um, yeah, if you're going to be able to sell this this number of tickets, so they're at 50,000 already prepaid, and much like WrestleMania, not an event has been, not a match has no been match. Ma- announced yet, right? So there is hope here. There is yeah. hope, but the problem is, what is that hope going to deliver, right? I'm I'm sitting here and I'm wondering. I'm like, what would the matches be? Is it going to be a Bushi versus Omega, Okada versus Omega, you know, Jay White versus Abushi? Oh, uh, you know, because he's a free agent or Okada. Is it going to be like? Is it going to be Brian Danielson versus um, the gentleman who just came? Nigel McGuinness. Nigel McGuinness. Yeah. You know, maybe his his Nigel can, re- can wrestle. He again. can wrestle yeah, apparently. apparently. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those things where you want to make sure that you're getting the best bang for your buck. Mm-hmm. And is the one-offs going to work for them? Is it, yeah. It is really it, hasn't on TV. Because look at the numbers. Yeah, you need right? to the, build the, the amount stories. of build has not worked. Yeah. Right. So unless they're going to change their approach to how they're booking, and how they're planning their storylines out. Yeah. From a match perspective, it's not going to sell well. Yeah. Right. I mean, the punk, fans will be there. They'll have punk fun. And, and punk and that. Jericho, maybe that could be something that I think that that's can, what they're hoping to that get. Can, that can that can actually help sell that place out. I mean. 
I'll go on record right now. It what's a 70, 75,000 or more depending on their setup. Let's say 75. I, I think they're, they have 50,000 now and they haven't announced a match and general sales go online tomorrow. I think they're going to sell out mm -hmm. people like you're, and I said that before and they're people like you're crazy. I, maybe I, maybe I'm optimistic, you know, and, and maybe I'm bright eyed and bushy tailed about it, but I'm thinking that he, they got 50,000 now at the most, it's 40,000 more in three days. They have sold all you need is 20,000 buy two tickets. That's right. Right. So if that's, if that's now your fan base, that's over there. Yeah. And from what you see online and it talks about them having a better following over in Europe versus in North America, maybe that's easily done. Fantastic. Okay. Congratulations. You're going to sell it out, but it still doesn't solve the problem of how are you going to build your product? Because yeah. when we look at the numbers last week, they dropped 110,000 people from the Valkyrie cargo match uh, to the Butcher and Blade and Omega and, and Takeshita. Uh, yeah. Um, and they still wound up at only 863,000 fans. Yeah. This week, I think you said they were down in the Seven, sevens. 776. No, that's, that's a pretty, another. 87,000. Almost 100,000 again. One week. Like that's, yeah. Oh, and there's not like, <laughs> it's not like they had major competition. Right, uh, and as we've talked about before, with the the WWE keeping their fans for thir thirty five to forty percent of the time, they're not doing that week over week, let alone over the two hours. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's very disheartening when you see the the lack of um, commitment to storytelling and and building towards something bigger and better. Well, this is the thing; they're always in the top five or ten for the week great but when you see something like i said our goal here when we talk about this let's just let's let's you know we're not here to be let's shit on wrestling show like no no it's you know what it's we just see things that can be better and people go well, let's see you do it well maybe we can't give me the money and we can G give me 8.3 million dollars and you, betcha. you know maybe we can do that and give me those connections you know i mean even here in ontario Give me, give me X amount of dollars. I can give you a damn show. Mm -hmm. We're, we're going to do thousands. You know, I mean, we don't have the TV and such like that. But, you know, the talent they have in AEW and the talent they focus on, mm -hmm. it's, I mean, they got these guys sitting on the sidelines. Yeah. And then, I mean, they couldn't pay me nine ninety nine to watch the goddamn Ring of Honor show. <laughs> I tried watching it. Yeah. It's like, there's not, you know, and then and the seats are down, like half the place is empty. You can start pitching grenades and not hit anybody. You know, um, it, it, they got this talent where they could be building up, you know, like you said, we said about expanding for WWE and that kind of thing. Right now they have ROH, they have Dynamite, Rampage, and this new show. Mm -hmm. They could have four distinct rosters with very good talent on all of those. That's right. And they could be building this company and building their building their shows. And I mean, then All In could really be a, quote unquote a WrestleMania with all from all those brands being on that show and making it something. You didn't you don't have to bring in Mexico uh, AAA guys, New Japan Pro Wrestling guys, um whoever whatever guys they bring in from all these, you know, they could they could do that without having having to one-off like you said well the, the there's an old saying of having too many options paralyzes yeah. you right and that's really where w or sorry, aew is right now yeah 
because they have so much talent there, they don't know what to do with it. They don't know how to value it and how to utilize it the best. But they've, that's the thing, because when you have one guy that's running the company and one guy that's doing the booking for all of them, but then they had that guy from, was it Captain, whoever from that infantry tag team is supposed to, he was supposed to be doing some booking for Ring of Honor or something like that. Who, what, how, what, who? Right, like but, but if he's not being given a decent roster or yeah. a consistent roster to work with, yeah. how on earth is he going to be able to be successful? But, but that's the thing. It's like, firstly... Why would you ever bring that guy in to do it? Secondly, bring somebody in to help him, to help him learn. There's a lot of good guys out there that he could have consulting. There's lots of guys that are there in the company right now. Jake Roberts, Arn Anderson. These are guys we've mentioned before. Jim Ross. Jim Ross. For the love of God, <laughs> yes, Jim Ross. Kevin Sullivan isn't doing anything. No. Hire him to help. He doesn't have to do the whole thing. He can be a consultant. Taz. You know? Like, come on. Yeah, you know, it's like you have these guys that could come in and help with booking for these shows. I mean, Vince McMahon doesn't, and has never, I mean, back in the day, it was him, Jim Ross, Pat Patterson, Jerry Briscoe. Like, they yeah. would book, they would, the way they book these shows, or Jim at the house, they'd book year to year. Yeah. But I mean, the product has changed. There's so much more going on. Mm -hmm. Where now, Vince McMahon, he has a team, he oversees, but he doesn't do all of it. He goes, This is what I want from that guy. This is what I want from that guy. Write it. And then you, you can sit down and, and go over that. I mean, there, and he can still be doing those other things and have time to do the business side of things that I think Tony Khan is good at. Yes. And why waste your time doing something, not waste, but you can have other people doing those things for you mm -hmm. and you can still be overseen and having that influence of that idea you want. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just one of those things. I mean, you've got guys and these guys that go, well, I don't want to work on Ring of Honor. Well, you're fired then. Mm-hmm. I've got you contracted for X number of years or X number of months, whatever it is. Yeah. You either work this or you can sit at home. Or, or I'm going to let you go. I'd let Because i got a downside. And that's the yeah. other thing. How many of these are guaranteed contracts? They're not guaranteed? No. They're not. So see, now the, I call Mike. The, i got to edit this. Yes. 40 minutes. 42 minutes i got to edit this. That's right. There right. Is no, but there is no downside for some of these guys. Some of the guys, like I think Punk had a downside guaranteed. Mm -hmm. But a lot of, like Merrill, well, I don't like that. I don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, how about this? Don't like it. I want to do it. How about this? Don't like it. Don't want it. Okay. We've offered you some things. Any suggestions? Nope. All right. You're fired. That's right. Go back to WWE. We don't give a shit. Go. Nope. Because clearly we can't do anything with you. What are they going to do for you? Right? Yeah. They've got a glut on their roster as well. Right? Yeah. And you're getting up there. You're, you're not going to get a world title run. Yeah. You're not going to get anything that's it's even close to what you had before. Because look at the, look at the roster they have now. I like Mero. Oh. And he was over when he came out. And they started that thing with the... Um, with... Uh, Alistair Black and his crew, right? Mm -hmm. House of Black, and I was like, "Oh, this, I'm liking this." And that, that's it. Nothing what? else. Did did he get struck by lightning and disappear? Like, what the hell happened? And yeah. then apparently they offered him some things he didn't like, and I get that. Sometimes you're like, "No," but there's got to be something you can mutually agree upon or provide or pro like, right? yeah, provide your be like, I don't want to do it this way, but what do we tweak it to make you like this? I don't like right? this. There's got to be a way to meet in the middle. That's right. I don't like this because I. But how about, can we do something like this? Or how about, so it doesn't make me look so bad there? And you can easily change that. Yeah. And that's why you get some writers and you get some of these other guys. And you, when you, and you do that, so you're not having to write everything. He may want to be in charge of, say, the, I mean, he should be in charge of all of it. If he wants to be the writer, say, yes, yes, nope, nope, yes. Because look what happened before when he didn't have that. We had three, three, three of the same angles where guys were joining factions on That's the right. same show. It's like, what the hell? Did I just see this with somebody else? It's like, who wrote this? 
Uh, somebody was copying off somebody else's homework. Right? <laughs> I guess, right? It was like, what was it, with the Elite? It was uh, that Brandy Rhodes group, and then it was... What the hell was it? But there were three groups going to have... Marshall's Yes, group. that's what it was. Oh, and it was God. like, oh, okay. You can have that. You have your writing teams... You have people that you have that you can oversee that. You have to have your hand in all of it. And I mean, the most important, one of the most, I would say the most is the product itself because the product is crap. You, you won't get the sponsors, you won't get the advertising, you won't get the sales in the arenas, you won't get the merch, any of that. Mm -hmm. So fine, oversee that strictly, so to speak. But you can't do all the writing for now while it's going to be four shows. You can't write four shows. Mm -hmm. It is impossible to write. So like he, he has two hours dynamite. Yes. An hour rampage. Yes. An hour or, or, or of ROH. And now it's going to be a two-hour Saturday night show. Yes. And so, is that the second? Or no, there's one more show, right? No, that's that's it. Because remember, they got rid of El the Elevation and Dark yeah. are gone. Yeah. Elevation and Dark are gone in anticipation of the new, new Warner, Warner that's Brothers the, deal. That's the new May. one. Yeah. Um, so it's six hours. So it's six hours of no, TV. Sorry. Um, isn't Ring of Honor two hours? Ring of Honor is two hours. It is two hours. You're right. So seven it, not, hours, right? Or is it, yeah, I think it's two. So that's seven hours of TV. Yes. Man, that is a lot of writing to do with a lot of different talent, with a lot of different things going on. It, no. you can't do it. No. I mean, it's like you look back in the day, Ole Anderson booked Mid Atlantic Wrestling and Georgia Championship at the same time. How he did that. God knows, because that's that's a feat in itself. Absolutely. So, can you imagine that was only and that was only what two or three hours? That was the Saturday Night Show and the Middle That was like three hours of TV. Can you imagine doing seven? Huh. No, thank you. So, well, here's hoping they'll they'll do better, because at the end of the day, we just want them to have a better product, because we enjoy wrestling, and what better time to be a wrestling fan than now? And it's all right there. I mean, he has everything at his disposal. All he has to do is utilize him. I don't know if he's got an ego that's preventing him from doing it, and he wants. But just utilize it. Get you have the money. Get the people that know. How, it's like with this. I mean, let's take a look at the at the Jacksonville Jaguars football team. He brings in what he can get is better coaches, better um, trainers, better uh, players, better like he tries to bring in the best that he can. He needs to do that same, and he leaves it to them. Like his dad, when he because his dad owns the Jaguars, yeah. he doesn't. His dad doesn't walk in there or send down, run a run run a run a run a hitch route to uh, you know number eighty eight over there, and he doesn't call that. He, he leaves it in there. You know, he might say yeah. if he sees something. Yeah. You know, we got to have a running game against because they're soft on the running game. The show, you know, this 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 game yeah. this week or something. You but give your framework. That's yeah. All you do. But I mean, you can't. I mean, you, there's no way you can do it. You've been listening to Pro Wrestling Viewpoint with Mike Shea.